Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Amen. We're going to be dismissing our 180 and that our youth are making a 180. Amen. And they're going to be uh, dismissed to go to their uh, small group, and we're, we're grateful for them. Amen. You need to hold that in high esteem. Greatest blessing you ever have outside of salvation and receiving Jesus is children. Children are a blessing and not a curse the way the world looks at it. They're a blessing. Amen. Glory to God. God's good. Father, we worship you, we praise you, we thank you for this day. Thank you for our time together. Thank you, Lord, that you give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge. That you fill us with the knowledge of your will, with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Thank you, Father God, right now that you give me clear thought and accurate words to convey that understanding. Give us all hearts to receive so that our lives will be transformed more into your likeness and less like ourselves. We give you the praise and thanksgiving for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I would like to welcome anybody that's here in the auditorium for the first time or those that are viewing by live stream by the first time. I want to tell you thank you for being with us. And also, if you're searching, we declare today your search will be over. Once you meet Jesus, your search is at an end. You don't need to be searching anymore. Glory to God. I want to... Today is a very significant day, not just Sunday where we come and worship God. It marks a specific moment in time of history, but also... It has spiritual significance for today. And it is really called Pentecost Sunday. It is actually 50 days from where we, re we celebrated the resurrection. And something specifically happened uh, on that particular day in the New Testament. We're going to talk about that today. And uh, I'll get into it because many people are afraid of the word Pentecost, and the word Pentecost is not a denomination. Okay, the Pentecost, Pentecost was in the Bible, and it is an experience, and it is an experience we need for the last days. Go with me for just a moment. I want, this is not up on your screen, and some of you need to Uh, you know, where you do that to get you kind of used to things. But you need to be having your Bible or electronic advi uh, advice, device. <laughs> Maybe that's what's wrong with us. We have too much electronic advice. Anyway, uh, you need to be marking it somewhere where you can read regularly. But in 2 Timothy chapter 3, Uh, I just, I want to point this out to you to get us started, and then we're going to talk about this. It says in verse number one, chapter three, this know also, so we need to know this, 
that in the last days, everybody say last days. Perilous times shall come. That word perilous means troublesome, hard to bear, or hard to take times. How many of you feel like that we're in the last days? There are some things that are hard for me to take, man. I mean, it's hard for me to take when I hear them. Okay? Hard for me to take. Perilous times. And he goes down here and he describes that there will be in the last days lovers of... Men will be lovers of themselves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unfaithful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors. Well, we got some in office, I think. Go ahead. Pastor Ronnie, stay on track. <laughs> High-minded. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Now... This kind of hits uh, the church. I'll move right on. Having a form, this is the verse I want to get to, having a form of godliness. Having a form of godliness. But denying the power. That word power is the same word that you'll find when, it refer, when the Bible refers in the New Testament. We'll go to the book of Acts refers to the Holy Spirit. Uh, for, from such, turn away. So he says it's time to turn away from just a form. Now, there's nothing wrong with form forms. Okay? How many of you ladies ever, or men, now, how many of you have ever made jello and didn't have a form? Okay? If you've ever poured concrete and did have a form, you've got a mess. So there's nothing wrong with a form. But notice what it says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power. This glass right here, this glass, is a form. It's just a form. But the form was designed to contain substance. I get no refreshment out of just this form. It, it doesn't do me any good. I need substance. The substance in the form is what brings refreshment to me. Okay. So that's the thing that you and I need to understand that in the last days there'll be many. Listen carefully. I'm, gonna, I'm saying this with all reverence and that I can and respect, but there are a lot of churches that just have form and no substance. You need substance in this cruel world. You've got to have substance. Let me put it another way. You need empowerment. When I am very thirsty, if I have a form that has some H2O in it, water, and I drink it, it ref not only refreshes me, but it empowers me. It gives me energy. Am I, am I, everybody with that? And the churches, there, there's been so many churches in these last days that had the form of what Jesus came for, but they don't have the substance or the content of the purpose of what he paid for. 
Now listen very carefully. I'm going to make a statement that you need to grab. Make sure you grab this. Pay attention. Jesus came to empower the powerless. Are you listening? Many, many people have no idea. They think that all Jesus came to do was to take them to heaven. He came to empower you. He knows that life on this planet without any substance would be turmoil and torment for you. So he came so that he could qualify you. Everybody say qualify. qualify. Now what, what qualifies glass, this container, to have substance in it is that when I pour substance in it, it doesn't become contaminated. So what would qualify the substance in this container, this glass, was that it had to be washed. Are you following me? The dirt, the contaminants had to be purified out of it so that it could be filled with substance. And the substance wouldn't make you sick. Are you following me? Jesus came so that you could have a born-again spirit and your spirit wouldn't be contaminated with the nature of sin. Thereby qualifying, everybody say qualifying, to be filled with His Spirit. Reference the Holy Spirit. Reference for those that are more Pentecostal slanted, the Holy Ghost. Now when we say the Holy Ghost, understand we're not talking about Casper the Friendly Ghost. Okay? It's not Father, Son, and Holy Spook. Are you following me? It's, it's the substance of His nature. The Holy Spirit is the personality, the person of Jesus. Now many people think, and I'm setting you up for what we're going to read, many people think that once I get born again, I am filled with the Spirit of God. No, you are not. You are not. It's a separate thing. And I'm going to prove it to you today from the Scriptures. Many people, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, get freaked out because they're worried about one thing, and that is speaking in tongues. And speaking in tongues is your friend. Amen. Okay? So, this whole month, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now, go with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 3. 
while you're turning to Matthew chapter 3, I'm going to make another statement, so it's going to be hard for you to write down, but just grab this. The Holy Spirit is the very breath of God. I'm going to say it another way. The Holy Spirit is the breath of God. And never refer to the Holy Spirit as it. It's Him. Are you following me? He is the comforter that Jesus said that He was going to leave here when He ascended. He said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless or fatherless or without a guide or a teacher. But I can't send Him until I leave. There's the reason. Here's the reason. Jesus, the man, contained the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Okay? When He pours out the Holy Spirit, after He's ascended to heaven, He divides the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the content, among us. Are you following? And you get a portion of the Holy Spirit. Alright, Matthew chapter 3. John the Baptist doing the talking. And he says in verse 11, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now that word, uh, let's refer to this just for a moment and bring this up. First, the holy means it's not common. Not common. Not common among men. Okay? Therefore, it's sacred, has a special place. The word ghost also refers to the spirit. But if you look up that word spirit, it also means breath or breeze. Do you remember when Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden? When they in the Garden of Eden, the Bible says in King James, it puts it like this, that God came down and visited with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. Now that is not a good, accurate translation because that means the whole, that God would only show up when it's a certain temperature. Dear Jesus, I need Him when it's 105 outside in San Antonio. Okay. But what it really referenced there is in the wind of the Spirit. So God would come down every day in the wind of the Spirit and would commune or fellowship with Adam and Eve. Okay? Now, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, you're talking about the very breath of Almighty God, which contains His character, 
nature, substance, ability, and power of God. Jesus came so that the church could be filled with that. Okay? Everybody with that? So Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Is that what we just read? He was going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now the word fire here, it references fire. But it especially, figuratively, focuses on lightning. It has a lightning type of effect. Many lightning strikes start, start fires. Do you know what our generation needs? A lightning strike from heaven to start a fire in the church. Because the church is not even believing what the Bible says half the time. And God says, in the last days, I'm going to pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. Found in Joel chapter 2. Okay? On all flesh. Referred again by Peter in Acts chapter 2. And he said, this is the fulfillment. This is the beginning of that, is what he actually said. Which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Now, go with me to the book of John. I know you're quiet, but you'll get noisy soon enough. John chapter 7. One thing that our generation is looking for. It's tired of dead head religion that has a form only. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of it. I'm just about up to here with it. You know why? Because we think everything is found in the form. And the form is only for the to contain the substance. And then have no substance Monday through Saturday and hope we go back through the farm again on Sunday and have no substance again in our everyday life. Do you know the Holy Spirit will go to you with you to work? He'll go with you when no one else will go with you. I mean, He'll like you when you're sweating. My wife won't even kiss me when I'm sweating. But he'll be right there with me. You need, it in it. you need him in everything you do, everywhere you go, because he's the power source. All right. You found John chapter 7. And let's look here at verses 37 and, uh, through 39. And in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly 
shall flow rivers of living water. Now that phrase belly means your innermost being, out of your innermost being, the inside of you. Out of your innermost being shall flow, here's, here's the phrase, rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Power source. Okay. But this he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Underline that phrase. Them that believe on him should receive. Just because you believe on him doesn't mean you received him. Woo, shout me down now. They should receive him. Okay? Watch carefully. For the Holy, the Holy Ghost was not yet given. Why? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now go with me to the book of, in, while we're here in John, to chapter 20. And I'm going to read a bunch of verses. Isn't that amazing? We go to church and we get to read some Bible. <laughs> I, I, I heard uh, one, one person said one time, Man, y'all read a lot of scripture. That's better than having a lot of jokes that don't mean nothing when you need it Monday. See if a joke will get your baby healed. See if a joke will get some money in your pocket. See, see if a joke will perform a miracle in your life when you need it. Woo, shut me down. John chapter 20. Let's read here in verse 22. And when he had said this, and when, he, and when he's talking about it, this is his ascension. I mean, uh, his, he's proved after, after his resurrection. He's appeared to his disciples. And there was 40 days of that, by the way, where he appeared unto his disciples. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. He did what? He Remember, the word spirit or Holy Ghost here refers to breath. Okay, <clears throat> He breathed on them, and this is what he said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Now, just because he said it, doesn't mean they received it. Now, I could say it like this. I'm going to give you instruction. Tomorrow morning, Amazon's going to show up at your house with a package. Don't turn it away. Receive it. It's paid for. <laughs> Big surprise in there. Don't turn it away. Receive it. Do you know that there are some places, some of God's people that have turned it away and it was the promise, the gift of the promise that Jesus said was coming? We just read it, John chapter 7. Are you following? Don't turn it away. Too many people are afraid because they're trying to analyze God. Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> Let 
does the creator tell the creation how it's going to perform or does the creation tell the creator how it's going to live? Now, if you have the first one in your opinion, I got news for you. Emphatically, I am not debating with you about your opinion. It is entirely wrong. The creation was formed by the Creator. Therefore, the creation is to follow what the Creator designed. The sun doesn't tell God I'm going to shine today. Okay? The sun shines because the Creator said so. Turn to your neighbor and say, You are the creature. Do you follow? You had no choice in being born. Hello? How many of you had a choice? You didn't have a choice. God formed you. I don't care what your mom and dad did. If they got the cart before the horse. You know what I mean? If they didn't have you in mind, God had you in mind. And God used their stupidity anyway to get you here. ordained from, by God long before, before the foundation of the world. You was in the heart of God. He designed the moment and the time by which you'd be born even if your parents were acting stupid. Amen. You're the creation. that God from the very foundation of the world looked at this moment on Sunday morning January I mean January June the 5th 2022 at what around 10 o'clock I'm not going to tell you what time it is Around 10 o'clock. Did you know that he had this message designed in his heart? And he had some little scrawny 67-year-old <laughs> with a mustache. Do you understand? Designed already. Yes. Are you following me? Yes. He had... He, what I'm trying to help you to see is don't blow this off. I don't, listen, I can't tell you that I understand everything. I have to get the understanding from Him. I can't tell you that I can reason with God and win. Are you following me? If I reason with God, from my fallen human nature I will absolutely talk myself out of receiving the Amazon package that it was paid for that he told me to receive. Well I'm just too busy. I'm just too busy. I can't make it at that time. Tough stuff. You better be there. He told him to receive it. Turn to your neighbor and say 
Say this out. God told me to receive the Holy Ghost. Boy, you ought to say it like you want to get it. Now, Acts chapter 1. You, listen, you that are viewing by live stream, you, you participate. Just because you're at home in your pajamas, you participate. Acts chapter 1. Now, I'm going to read verses one, uh, 2 through 8 right here. Unto the day, uh, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments. Wow! For all of those that don't think that we live by any laws today. He gave what? Commandments. commandments. Unto the apostles whom he had chosen, and whom also he had showed himself alive after his passion, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he saith, you've heard of me. Which you have heard of me. We read it in John chapter 7. We read it in John chapter 7, which he said, Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He was speaking of the Holy Spirit. Right? And, and because the Holy Spirit hadn't been poured out, he said, you've heard about this? This is the promise. Everybody say the promise. The promise. Listen, this is... If you want to know how to access more fully the promises of God, receive this promise right here. Amen. The promise of the Holy Spirit because He is going to be your guide. And he's going to be your teacher, your counselor. And he's going to lead and guide you into all truth. That's why Jesus said, make sure you receive the gift that's coming and don't turn it away. Now, there were 500 people that heard Jesus make this statement. 500. Watch this. For he said, John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? That's exactly what we do today. Trying to figure out everything in the future. When Jesus said, if you will receive this one promise, He will guide you so you don't miss nothing in the future. You're over here. He, he was right. And this is the way I'd put it. Jesus is a lot nicer than I am. This is the way I'd put it. You're over here trying to figure out stuff you'd never comprehend. And you need a guide. You need a teacher. You need a counselor. You need a helper. Get this one promise 
fulfilled in your life and He will lead and guide you and you won't miss nothing in the future that I've prepared for you. But if you don't get this, you're going to be second-guessing all the time trying to figure it out. How many of you ever seen a dog chasing its tail? How many of you, uh, let me put, put it another way, how many of you tired of chasing your tail? You need a guide, you need a counselor. Jesus said, I'm going to leave him here. The Holy Spirit is left here and he said he'd be with you forever. When you get to heaven, the Holy Spirit's still going to dwell in here. This is where he's supposed to be, is in here. In fact, he's supposed to be your partner forever. And I'll just say it this way. Just like Zona and I, we're in partnership together. We're in holy matrimony. When the Holy Spirit comes into you, He has become your partner forever. Okay. And he said, you're trying to figure all that out. And Jesus, he answered them and says, it is not for you to know the times and the seasons. Everybody's trying to figure out the times and the seasons. The times and the seasons. What time do we live? I can tell you one thing. I know right now, you ought to get this. We live in the last days. You're trying to figure everything out. How many of you got... <laughs> How many of you think your brain's bigger than God's? Well, when your brain is as big as God's, then you can have everything figured out. In the meantime, you need the Holy Spirit. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times and the seasons which the Father has put in his own power, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now watch this. This is very important, and I read it out of the King James on purpose because it, it, it says something here you need to hear. You shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Yeah. Notice what he did not say. He did not say... When the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you will witness. That's not what he said. When the Holy Ghost comes on you, you will be witnesses. In other words, your whole life will witness. Why? Because you've empowered, been empowered with the substance. And now the substance makes you different than the world. It's the character, the nature, the personality, the ability, and the power of Jesus himself living, listen carefully what I just said, living on the inside of you. So everywhere you go, everywhere you do, everything you do, it will alter you to be like Jesus in the sight of people. Are you waking up about right now? He living, the Holy Spirit living inside of you will make you be what you wouldn't be. 
more like Jesus, less like you. Hello? Well, now, God knows the way I, who, the way I am. I know that's why He sent the Holy Ghost. Okay? He knows your personality stinks. Well, God just loves me the way I... No, He doesn't. He loves you too much to let you stay the way you are. I'll just be honest with you. If I hadn't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I probably wouldn't be worth living with. And Zona knows it. Okay? What I'm saying is, the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, you received the promise of the Father. In fact... Ephesians puts it like this. The book of Ephesians, Paul the Apostle wrote it down like this and he said that the Holy Spirit is your down payment of your inheritance. Amen. Amen. He is the down payment of all that you're going to inherit. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. All. You're going to inherit. Everybody say down payment. In other words, he said, this right here is going to be earnest money to, of things to come. Ooh, amen. Amen. Thank you. Woo! Hallelujah. I think Jesus needs to show up in you about right now. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the earnest money, the down payment of your inheritance. The fullness of your inheritance is going to take place and transpire when Jesus catches the church up. But until then, he's the down payment. Why? Because he's going to lead and guide you into all the other parts of the inheritance. Well, Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Stop. Remember the word Pentecost means 50. 50 days from Passover. What took place at Passover? That's when the Passover lamb was sacrificed. That's when Jesus died was on Passover, right? On the third day he arose and for 40 days between Passover and the 50th day, which is Pentecost, he showed himself for 40 days within many infallible proofs that he was raised from the dead and then he gives the last instruction before he ascends up to heaven and he says, go to Jerusalem and wait until you endowed with a power from on high. Ten days they were to go and wait in the upper room in Jerusalem. 500 people heard it, 120 did it. Turn to your neighbor and say, you just want to be a hearer only or you want to be a doer? Oh man, yeah, I give you a chance to preach to your neighbor. Okay? I want to be a doer. I don't want to be a hearer. I don't want to waste my time here this morning. I want to be a doer. Everybody say doer. Doer. That's what he said. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with all in one accord in one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. 
and it filled all the house where they were sitting. So they were sitting down just like you. All of a sudden, a sound from where? Heaven. Heaven. Now I want you to get... Man, I got to, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's read this and I'm going to show you something. <clears throat> and there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire. What did he say? I'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with... Fire. Okay. And it set upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now let's stop here just for a moment. Look at this carefully. All of a sudden, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they're in this upper room. And all of a sudden, there came a sound from where? Heaven. And it was a sound of a rushing mighty wind. Remember, the Holy Spirit, the word Spirit or Holy Ghost is referenced to breath, right? Now watch what happens. They were sitting there in obedience to Jesus, doing exactly what He said. We're not leaving here until Pentecost comes. The day of Pentecost arrives, 50 days, and guess what? All of a sudden, from heaven, from the throne room, Jesus puts up his lungs like this and he goes <laughs> and when he did the breath of God came from heaven filled that whole upper room and fire came down with it and set upon each one of them and cloven tongues is a fire that word cloven means the distribution of the tongue. It was split and set upon each one of them. And they began to speak in another tongue. Now, glory to God. I'm trying to contain myself is all. What you need to hear, and you remember, do you remember when Moses and the children of Israel is crossing the Red Sea. And Pharaoh's army came after them after they got through the Red Sea and said, we're coming after you. And they go through the Red Sea. But before that, there was a pillar of fire that blocked Pharaoh's army from chasing after them. Remember that? Same pillar of fire. The breath of God breathed down himself and protected them from, uh, from the Egyptian army until they could cross the Red Sea. Lightnings were going off in that pillar of fire. Are you, are you listening? God's given us an example here to help us understand something. Part of salvation is the promise of receiving the Holy Spirit. So many Christians are trying to go around living a standard of life that Jesus paid for under their own ability, under their own might, 
under their own reasoning, trying to perform it. And God says, are you kidding me? My standard is so superior to fallen human nature, you will never match it. So I have to endow you with my ability, my strength, my might, my ability, my character, my nature, my personality for it to be lived through you. That's why this promise is so emphatic of him. Go there and wait for that day because I'm going to send it on that day, the day of Pentecost. Amen. Are you following me? Yes. Now, in the Old Testament, Pentecost was 50 days after Passover. It was another feast that was to be celebrated. That feast to be celebrated, what they called Pentecost, or 50 days after, after uh, Passover, it was a feast signifying their gratefulness for the harvest. I hope you heard that. Jesus, help us to connect the dots right here. Why did he tell them to be endued with power from on high? So that you would be witnesses in the last days in Jerusalem, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. Do you know what the church needs to understand? We need more th than we've ever needed before is to be endued with that power so we could be witnesses for the last harvest of souls before the catching up of the church. Amen. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Jesus knows how to reach the people in your life? Yes or no? Come on. I'm, you got to vote. You believe that, right? Yes. But you're over there straining and struggling and uh, I just don't understand them. I just don't understand them. They aggravate me. They frustrate me. I just don't understand them. Because you're trying to use natural reasoning to reach them when you need some power. Amen. You need some substance. Listen. There ain't nobody God can't get to. If he can, I, I tell you what, if he can deal with me, I know he can deal with you. Are y'all listening? Now if you listen up right here, I'll let you go home on time. What time is that, Pastor Ronnie, when I get through? <laughs> now, Let's read this a little bit further here, and I'm going to jump one, and I only got one other place that I got to go, so we're, we're almost through. And they were being filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Who spoke in tongues? Who spoke in tongues? They did. The Holy Ghost didn't speak in tongues. They spoke in tongues. As the Spirit gave them the utterance, or the speech, or the sound. And other tongues here refers to a language that they have not been schooled in. Yes. Amen. Right. 
speaking in other tongues. Other tongues refers to a language that they have not been schooled nor trained in. So it means a language that they have no ability other than the utterance that they're hearing on the inside that comes through their lips. Are you following? And there were people from all around about. Let me read it so you can get this. And now this was noised. Um, <clears throat> verse 5. And there was dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And when they heard, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confused because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And verse 7, and they were all amazed and marveled. Why? Why were they amazed and marveled? Saying one to another, behold, are not all of these which speak Galileans? In other words, they have not been trained in our language. How and, and how hear we every man in his own tongue wherein we were born? And it goes on down there. You can read it for yourself. They were speaking of the wonderful works of God in a language that they were not schooled in. Every human language has to be taught. Wake up right here. Every human language you had to be taught in. You didn't pick it up on your own. How many times did we... Uh, uh, Zona and I say to our kids growing up when they were toddlers and we, you know, we're trying to get them to talk. Now we want them to be quiet, but now they're talking. <laughs> but anyway, when we were doing everything, we'd say, Dada, Dada. And Zona would go over there and say, Mama. <laughs> and I'd say, Dada. We're trying to compete. Who's going to get them to say it first? Right? And guess what? They were taught that language. This is a language that doesn't come from the intellect. This is a language that comes from in here. And it's by the Spirit of God who gives you the verbiage. And to you, it sounds like baby talk. Now, don't get bent out of shape right now. Pastor Ronnie, let me just get in stammering lips right now. Listen, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, when a man or a woman speaks in an unknown tongue, they are not speaking to you. They're speaking to God. So everybody's like, well, that's been done away with. Well, that's been done away with. That was only for that period of time. No scripture in the New Testament says that, number one. I'm getting rid of some of your question marks. Go over here to verse 38 in this same chapter. When they heard this all about, Peter stood up, gave them the plan of salvation, told them what this was all about. Verse 38, then Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the what? The what? The what? How many of you want to reject any gift that God gives? That's why he said, don't turn this gift away. 
gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise, this is the promise, is unto you and to your children and to all them that are afar off as many as our Lord our God shall call. Question, did God call you salvation? Yes. Are you far off from that generation? Yes. Then he was talking to you and I as well. So if you've ever heard somebody say, well, that's been done away with. That's been done away with. Show me the verse in Scripture where it says it's been done away with. It's not been done away with. You're trying with your own human intellect, trying to reason with God, and you're talking yourself right out of one of the best gifts, the most uh, glorious gifts you could ever have, which is the secret to all the other parts of the inheritance. He said, well, Pastor Ronnie, you trying to make me speak in tongues? No, I'm not trying to make you do anything. I'm just telling you, if you're going to let your intellect from fallen human nature reason you out, you're going to miss something. Yes. I don't know about you, but I need the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I, need, I need His nature. I need His character. In everything I do. In fact, Pastor Zona wants to know, why don't I pray in tongues more often than I do? Y'all missed that. Why? Why does she want me to do it? Because I'm talking to God. Me and God are having fellowship spirit to spirit. Yes. Bypassing my intellect. Let me ask you this last question. How many of you have prayed to God and you've asked God so many different ways about the same thing and it doesn't seem to go nowhere? Anybody, any honest people here? God, said, God, why don't you answer me? And I've asked you, I've asked you. You know why? Because you're praying out of what you know. Yes. And you've said, it, you've said everything you know, and now what? God says, you don't know nothing. <laughs> why don't you let my spirit pray through you because I'll, I'll always have you pray according to my will. Are you following me? For the Spirit Himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Because He understands our weakness. What's our weakness? We don't know how to pray as we ought. Remember me telling you about how to reach your family? You've done everything you know how to do to reach them. You begged, you pleaded, you borrowed, you schemed. You connived. You've done everything you know to do. And they're still further and further away to you, it seems like, from God than ever before. And God says, why don't you just let me pray through you because I know what they're thinking. I know what's on the inside of them that you don't. You're looking externally, but I'm looking internally. And if I pray through you, then I can reach them instead of allowing yourself to stay frustrated all the time. Man, glory to God. How many of you want to get some, uh, some, some job done? How many of you want to reap some harvests in your life? Yes. Then you need to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Amen. Now listen very carefully. Huh? I said that's the last place I was going to read. <laughs> the day of Pentecost, listen very carefully. The day of Pentecost marked new thing in the earth called the church age. 
where the Spirit of God comes to live in the heart of believers. The only thing that makes the church effective and a threat to the devil is the power of the Holy Spirit. Other than that, the devil just looks and says, that's just a form. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. They will speak with new tongues. They will speak with new tongues. Now how are they going to do that? By the utterance of the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, when the Holy Spirit comes in you, you're going to come alive. You're going to say, Pastor Ronnie, why haven't you insisted on me doing this before? I'll never forget when I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, I was nine years old. And my dad asked at the close of the service, anybody want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit? And I was nine. And so I, I came up to the front and there were uh, two older gentlemen. I don't know, they was probably in their early 20s came up. And dad said to me, Ronnie, now I already, I already had this, I had this pounding in my chest. The Holy Spirit was ready. And I had this pounding in my chest. And Dad says, when I lay hands on you, the Holy Spirit's going to come on you, Ronnie, and you're going to begin to speak with a new language. Man, he laid his hands on me, and man, I... I woo! Man, some of y'all are so nervous about right now. Because <laughs> I felt some power. And man, I got in what is called stammering lips, and... And he back, dad backed off to me and he said, Now, Ronnie, Ronnie, look at me. I said, when I laid my hands on you, the Holy Spirit's going to come on you and you're going to speak in a new language, a new language you're going to begin to utter out of your mouth. When he laid his hands on me that second time, how many of you have seen a BB bounce on concrete? <laughs> it's exactly what happened to me. Now the reason why, it, 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 the, and after I did that, man, he laid hands on the other two guys, the older guys, and man, they, they took off like a rocket. Now here's my point. If you try to reason it, you'll try, you'll, you'll try to shut it down. You do this by faith. You, you receive this gift by faith. Amen. Listen, when, when Zona buys me a surprise at Christmas, I open that gift. I don't know what's in there, but when I open it up, my eyes get big and bright. Woo! She loves me. Are y'all following me? When you unwrap the Holy Spirit and let Him possess your being, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to say, God loves me. I know He loves me. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, the Holy Spirit is not speaking in tongues. Are you following me? It takes total trust to receive the Holy Spirit. It's not a mental trust. It's a total trust. 
I have to trust Him. I have to say, Lord, I'm yours. And if I get excited, so be it. I don't care who sees me. So be it. Amen. That's why children can get it easier than adults. Because adults are too... They got a brain lock. And their lock up here won't open up to let God work in here. Are y'all here? But I'm going to tell you, if you will just totally surrender to God and said, I don't care, I don't care if I bounce and jump up and down and scream and holler. If I do it, that's fine. If I don't, that's fine. But Lord, I want to be filled with your spirit. I don't want nothing kept back from me that you paid for at the cross. Amen. Are you following what I'm saying? Amen. This is what the church needs. If not, all we do is come here and rehash old problems. And God's not interested in that. He wants to perform the supernatural, but He's got to get you out of the natural to do so. He's got to get you where you will trust Him so that you will be strictly obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit and not your human intellect. He'll straighten that out later. You've got to receive the gift. And in receiving the gift, you are absolutely fulfilling your purpose. Glory to God. All right. Let me repeat this one last thing. The day of Pentecost marked the new thing that God's doing in the earth. And it's called the church age. Listen, if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, how in the world do you think the church survived the dark ages? The persecution. It wasn't the formality. I promise you that. It was the substance of the power of God being lived through them caused them to survive and not only survive but thrive during hard times. Glory to God. Father, I thank you right now. Thank you, Lord, that you've introduced your spirit to live in the heart of the believer. We're going to be spirit to spirit. Lord, will you change our reasoning, our thinking, we don't depend on us figuring everything out. We're totally trusting you and the leadership of your spirit in our life to train us, to develop us. Lord, I thank you right now for the initiating in the last days of the Holy Spirit. This was the promise that you prophesied through Joel where you said that you would pour out of your spirit upon all flesh that our sons and daughters would prophesy that the word of God would be in their mouth Father I thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus glory be to God for your presence Holy Spirit you are here 
Here's what I want you to do. Listen very carefully. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit, I want you to get out of your seat and come down here to the front right now. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now listen. While there's still people coming, I want you to listen carefully. Pay attention right here. What you want is you want you just tell God, I want you to fill me with yourself. I want you to fill me to overflowing. Where I, I want you to take control of my thoughts. I want you to take control of my feelings, my emotions. I'm giving myself totally to you. I need the empowerment of your presence. And don't be concerned about everybody else. Okay? This is like you and God and nobody else is around. Okay? And if you speak in other tongues, you're listen, you're the one that's going to do the speaking. There ain't God's voice ain't going to take over your voice. You follow? God's not going to take over your tongue. It's about yielding. It's about trust. You follow what I'm saying? And you just, you just, if you speak in tongues, speak, just, just say it. I mean, it may sound like baby gibberish to you, but that, you're cutting off your intellect. Okay? Now, I'm not going to make you do anything. And neither is God. This is a surrender. Glory be to Jesus. Now, Father, I thank you right now. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Just lift your hands to heaven, because this comes from heaven. And where did it came from? It came from heaven. Say this with me. Jesus, Jesus. I thank you that you paid the price for my salvation. In, in that salvation, that included the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm here to receive all that you paid for. Holy Spirit, come fill me. Fill me to overflowing with your presence. Glory be to God. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to them, and I say in the name of Jesus, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Now just begin to praise Him. Begin to worship Him. Begin to thank Him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I receive the Holy Spirit right now. Say it out loud. I receive. I receive the Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, fill me up. I receive you right now. Glory be to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory be to Jesus. 
Corriba da la batala maia. Mondoro lo bofista la la basi. Hallelujah. That's the Holy Spirit right now. Corrada la bafista. Mondoro stele behe de bahai. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. That's the Holy Spirit filling you up right now. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Don't let that word form in your mind. Just let, give your tongue over to Him. Give your lips over to Him. Give your voice box over to Him. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Spirit. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now I want you to look at me a moment. Now, don't, don't, I, I need you to be honest with yourself is the reason why I'm asking you this. How many of you said something that kind of, what the heck is that? Three or four of you? Okay. Now li listen. Here's what I want you to understand. Paul teaches that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Speaking in other tongues is that gift. What I want you to do is take this home. I want you to enter your prayer closet and let God run with you. You follow me? The Holy Spirit, you've, you've thought God, you thank God right now for filling you up. And the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now we want Him to fill you up. Now, what this means is, after he fills you up, I'm going to give you instruction. We're going to take time with this for the next month. There's a purpose for all this. This is not just emotional. There's a purpose. All right? And it's going to help you to be proficient in your Christian walk. Because he's going to help you to do it. You're not going to do it by yourself. Okay? And so, uh, here's what I want you to do. Uh, where are you at? Uh, uh, where are you at? There you are. <laughs> Herman. Alright, Herman and, and, and uh, Sonny's right here. They have a book that I want to get into your hands. Either White Tongues or that new book, handbook. Okay? And I need those to be put into their hands so that they know what this is. It'll help you. Okay? Glory to God. The Holy Spirit came upon every one of you. Okay? But what I don't want you to do is just let, let this sit. I want you to go home. Get in your prayer closet. Lord, I want, I want, I want all of you. I, want, I don't want nothing left out of my life. You follow? Glory to God. Now, the rest of you stand to your feet. Glory to God. Please, I'll say it that way. Father, I thank you right now for those 
that have an encounter with your presence, your spirit. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you will finish the work that was started. Lord, I thank you that they will set some time aside today between you and them to where they just absolutely yield to you. And Lord, help them to run with you. Lord, I rebuke in the authority of the name of Jesus anything that's holding them back. Now, Father, I thank you right now for the moving of your presence. I thank you, sweet Jesus, that you're bringing them to a higher plane, a deeper depth. And Lord, I thank you that you'll be their guide, their teacher. Now, Father, I thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice as we get ready to leave this place that your grace surrounds them like a shield, follows them wherever they go. I thank you, Father God, that you have given your voice so that we could hear you. Help us to hear your voice clearly and the voice of another we won't follow. I thank you, Father God, right now that you have given your angels charge over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. And you've given us your name to use, which we invoke right now. Say this with me out loud. In the name of Jesus, there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. Father, I thank you right now that you're filling us so full of your presence and your love that as we go into our everyday lives, that every person we come in contact with, every person, that your love would just ooze out of us and touch them. Now, Lord, we give you the praise and thanksgiving for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, sweet Jesus. We give you the praise for you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. I'm excited for you. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.